0: making podcasts making bacon podcasts put some bacon in you put it in a podcast
1: it's not a bird it's not a plane it's superhero slate it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great like movies tv superheroes it's superhero slate oh
0: yeah hello everyone and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news We love TV,
1: movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
0: And did you know Tom Holland can't keep Spider-Man secrets when he's far from home?
1: Oh my gosh! Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll get this later. Uh, Star Wars is reevaluating their spin-off movie approaches. Mike, is anybody on the mm-hmm. chopping
1: block? Ooh, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Will the DC universe be more than just a streaming service? No, nope, that's question.
1: exactly what it's going it's to
0: be. Probably gonna be just that, nothing else, and more. Mike,
1: yeah, I'm almost okay with that. Like, I'm—I've never been like so excited to subscribe to something because I just want to watch these shows. Just because that's how. Uh, that's how I'm rolling with the DC universe The right one now.
0: time you want DC to shut up and take your money. I know. It's their so streaming weird. service. Yeah.
1: Well, like, I kind of wanted to go back and rewatch uh, Young Justice because that third season's coming out. But since they've pulled it from the other streaming services, I don't have a chance to catch up before the new season comes out. But the thing is, like, I'm so, like, I'm such a sucker for hype so like when the third season drops which I would assume it's going to drop with the streaming service because they're, that was like one of the first things launched like it's going to be right there in front of me available and all I'm going to want to do is click play but like in my mind's eye I just want to rewatch and like catch up. I'm having the same problem with The rest of Development right now. Like they have that remix season that they did, they have the new season, mm. and we're just like I don't want to say slogging through the old episodes cuz they're all amazing, but it's just kind of like I got to work my way up. There's there's so much work and effort you have to put into being a good TV watcher nowadays.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And we'll we'll talk about this later because I mean, <laughs> Netflix is like just dropping stuff left and right and you're like, "Well, what mm-hmm. do you what do you watch?" like you got to set aside some time and make sure, you know, your life isn't going to hell in a handbasket and just oh yeah
1: watch it. So, totally. Well, um, speak, speaking of life going to hell in a handbasket, you've had a pretty difficult week, which usually we wouldn't just hop on the podcast and complain, but these issues have specifically kept you from Luke Cage and from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So you've had to kind of push your... Your uh, luxuries aside, for no. uh, what some home improvement,
0: I think. Yeah, every everything in our home is only improvement, Mike. Let's just get that clear <laughs> right now. Uh, and and my wife will not tell you any different. Uh, but we uh recently, uh, over a week ago now, um, almost a week and a half, uh, our fridge went out for the second time this year. Ugh. Come to find out, home warranties suck ass. Uh, don't recommend any of them because uh, <laughs> they kept wanting us to pay for the same issue for a tech to come out. I'm like. If this was a TV, they'd just send me a new one. Like, they would yeah. we would just replace this immediately or give me some credit somewhere. So my wife and I bought a new fridge and stove because you got to get them to match. Can't not have matching appliances, Mike. You'll find them out later. <laughs> um, and then somehow that order was canceled along the way. So now it's pushed back another five-plus days for, for delivery. So we decided we're just going to redo the whole kitchen while we're at it. And um, between Friday and Saturday and other
1: days this week, I have taken down all our cabinets off the wall. Oh my gosh. This re- this reminds me of like one of the best cold openings of a tel- television show ever. Which, I don't know, have you seen Malcolm in the Middle before?
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know exactly what you're referencing, uh, but there's, the an, show. Yeah.
1: there's an amazing cold opening where um Hal is tasked with I believe it's just changing a light bulb and there's this ridiculous chain of events that happens where he ch- tries to change a light bulb but then like a drawer breaks and then the drawer breaks and then it like messes with the kitchen table then he has to fix a kitchen table which messes with the fridge and then so on and so forth and it gets to a point where like um, uh, the wife comes home and she's like, Hal, you were supposed to change the light bulb. And he's like, under the car fixing the transmission. And he's just like, what do you think I'm doing? And it's like one of the best cold openings of all time. You should go watch it. You'll sympathize with it. I,
0: I definitely probably will. Uh, one of my, my friends, Andrew, said it's kind of like uh, that book, If You Give a Mouse a, a Muffin, kind of thing. And <laughs> yeah. like, what's the next thing you're going to like? If you, you know, buy a new fridge, you're going to have to buy a stove to go with it. And if that stove doesn't fit, you're going to have to fix the cabinets. And it's just a downhill thing. I, I, um, to anyone who does this, like, we're trying to do this ourselves. I am not a handyman by any means, so um been learning a lot as I go and how junky the people did in our house putting it together, so <laughs> hopefully it comes back then. Big, big shout to my wife, though. She is sanding all our original cabinets so we can repaint them the color we want.
1: Uh, without that is, having
0: to spend thousands of dollars <laughs> on new cabinets, so that is
1: like the That is the hidden the hidden task that all DIY projects seem to have, where it's just like, oh, this will be easy. Just buy a little bit of paint or buy a little bit of varnish or whatever. And it's just like, oh, you left out the crucial step where you're sanding things for an entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, insane.
0: Yeah, so we've been without a, we've been living out of a mini fridge. <laughs> um, our, our kitchen, the cabinets are down. Everything is strewn across the, the kitchen, into the living room and into the garage. So Um, um
1: Are the pop are the pop vinyls okay? Did you have to move them?
0: No, no, no Basement's totally fine. Basement's right, totally good. off limits. It's kind of a sanctuary right now, that's so why I'm down here. <laughs> um and you know, so I mean with between that and then and some stressful work days we talked about earlier, uh I have not got to sit down and do anything I really wanted, uh except sit here and talk to you, Mike. I really want uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad we were sweet. able to cut out the time to to do this podcast but no jurassic world fallen kingdom no um no luke cage either but i mean I, we did bring it on our notes so i'm gonna actually add this in here is the um i the amc movie pass kind of goes through i may end up watching jurassic kingdom fallen kingdom uh sooner than later but um that's my weekend in a nutshell i'm still kind of uh, frazzled from it but <laughs> loving every minute of it mike how was your weekend
1: hi getting well, good news for us <laughs> Well, before uh, we we dive into the notes, I can give a show recommendation that's kind of outside the scope of what we usually talk about on Superhero Slate. Uh, My wife and I dug into an Amazon Prime show called The Marvelous Miss Maisel which uh, just has one season right now. It's been renewed for a second and a third. Second one drops, I think, later this year. But it's this uh, its this hilarious show based in the um, the 50s, kind of think Mad Men era. Actually, there's a good chance that they could be reusing some of the Mad Men's sets. Uh, but it's about this uh, 50s kind of housewife that kind of, falls into like a career of like stand-up comedy and it's really funny and there's actually some legit historical comedians that take place in the show so it's a really great show it's hilarious the characters talk like a mile a minute so it's really snappy it's kind of one of those like Com- comedy dramedy so there's a little drama a little comedy but it, it's great it's funny um and it's only eight episodes and there's a good chance that if you have amazon prime you're probably not using amazon prime video because i know me and my wife aren't we just kind of sometimes remember that we can watch video with it not just get two-day shipping so if you want to get a little bit more use out of the amazon prime video go watch the marvelous miss Maisel. highly recommend
0: i think i also found out this weekend that amazon prime video does contain some hbo shows you can watch for free well. Oh, I wouldn't
1: be I wouldn't be surprised. They kind of do the Hulu method where you can kind of do Bolt on services too. So maybe they do the free HBO shows to get you to like incentivize and Bolt on free HBO through Amazon
0: yeah i mean that, that, i thought that was really cool but that yeah that's right uh we amazon i mean amazon also has the tick uh which we've talked about before Yeah, uh, yep it, mm-hmm. and other shows so that's a good good
1: recommendation mike thank you for that i do appreciate no it worries i know you don't have any time to
0: watch it so. yeah i've got i've got a lot of other stuff to catch up on and a lot of people are disappointed i i haven't <laughs> but we're, we're making we're making progress we're making progress um, but we're not here to talk about my kitchen renovation. That's a whole different podcast we'll have to do later. Um, but, uh, Mike, I need another recommendation, or not recommendation. you got to see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom this weekend. Uh-huh. And I've not, so I'd like your spoiler-free thoughts on this movie, because I've tried to avoid any and all reviews. So, coming from you, this is going to mean a lot if I really want to or don't want to <laughs> see right. this.
1: So I've said before on the show that the Jurassic World movies are now, to me, my Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, I I can't get on board with the fandom for that racing car movie uh, like a lot of other people have been able to do. Um, I just can't. That let all of my uh, defenses down and enjoy that movie but with Jurassic Park it's a little bit easier because at least I'm getting these fantasy elements of these dinosaurs so uh, given that I went into this movie with very low expectations um, just like I did with Jurassic World because how do you even ever compare to the original Jurassic Park which is just a gem like not only is it like a great movie but it still holds up to the test of time with like visual effects and it's just this great combination of like thriller and scary and Horror and it like awesome dinosaur. Yeah, it's just it's just so perfect. It's like like one of the perfect few perfect movies out there for what it is so yeah i went into this with extremely low expectations and i had a i had a pretty good time you know me and my wife you know we'd lean over to each other every once in a while and make jokes like there'd be some obvious moments where they'd introduce a new character and they're nice and you'd go oh no that's totally a bad guy and we would just like tell each other like oh yeah he's gonna get eaten by a dinosaur later and uh, so it was funny to see those uh those plot points, uh, transpire, but, uh, I really like, there's a lot of really cool set pieces in this movie from the trailers. You know, you know that there's a set piece when with a volcano and dinosaurs running away from it. I, I thought that was really cool. There's some really awesome moments in the, in the movie. So, I mean, if you just go in just knowing that this is just literally like the definition of like a popcorn movie, you're going to have a good time. Um, you just can't think too hard about it. I'm not saying like you have to be dumb or stupid to enjoy it, but you kind of just have to dial down the brain a little bit. Um, I've seen some people like really ripping the movie apart, but I'm just kind of thinking why even take the time to rip the movie apart? You kind of already know what you're getting since we've already had the previous Jurassic World movie. So um, yeah, just when I would recommend go seeing it because there's some fun stuff in there. Actually, a couple moments that actually might make you a little emotional, uh, which is surprising. So I mean, if a movie can manage to kind of tug at the heartstrings in both directions, I think there's some effectiveness there, but there's some convoluted stuff that's going on that's like, that's kind of a weird extra steps to get your plan done. But um, yeah, I think overall I'd give it a, a recommendation, but I don't think this is anything I ever need to own or run out and see multiple times. So, I guess
0: my, my question for you is you're very, very adamant the trailers gave everything away in this movie. After seeing it, do you feel the trailers gave everything away? Or were you still pleasantly surprised throughout the whole thing
1: you know what since i wasn't really too worried about the plot points in this movie i don't think it gave i don't think it gave everything away no but when you go back and think about it after the fact you're just kind of like well i guess they did kind of leave some stuff out um but yeah luckily i don't think that the trailer spoiled too much but there was that one moment in the trailer where people were worried where the dinosaur was like kind of going through somebody's house. So that went a little differently than I thought it would, but not too much. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, how many like dinosaur movies are actually out there in the world? There's not a whole lot. So this is basically all you got right now. So it, it's somewhat competent and that's enough for me when it comes to a big CG dinosaur movie. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like a glowing recommendation then. (laughs)
0: Um, but I, I guess what I'm kind of surprised. I was always curious because Jurassic World came out and it just blew the box office away. It wasn't supposed Gangbusters to. Gangbusters. It as wasn't supposed might say. to. <laughs> um, I think at the end of its run, it made, uh, what, $1.6 billion? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that. I mean, the closest one after that was $983 uh, million with the first Jurassic Park. So. um... This one doesn't seem to be coming out as strong. I think the opening weekend was two hundred million on the other one, and this one's only one hundred fifty million. So, I mean, who are we to balk at one hundred fifty (laughs) million dollars? Do you think it'll have uh, legs like the other one, or do you think it'll suffer from sequelitis? And possibly bad word of mouth if you're seeing bad reviews out there.
1: Um, I think this one's going to do fine. Uh, this will probably be similar to what we get like Transformers wise where they'll just keep cranking them out until they just dip below the, the line graph that the accountant has where it's like as soon as we drop below this, we stop making these movies. <laughs> um, they, they leave it uh, pretty open ended at the end of this film. There is an after credits, uh, after credits uh, moment in this movie. So that might uh, help you oh. for, for some expectations. So, um, yeah, well, I think we'll be seeing uh, Chris Pratt again. Uh, I would love to see Chris Pratt maybe go out there and do something unique at some point in time. I, I love him as Star-Lord, but I feel like a lot of the movies he's just been a derivative of Star-Lord. Uh, you know, just kind of like a snarky action hero. So uh, I'd like to see some range from from Mr. Pratt sometime soon.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we may get it. I mean, who knows? Uh, a lot of comedy people take that turn after they – I guess he's not comedy. He's more action, I guess. Right now, between Star Lord and Jurassic World, um, do you want to see him be Indiana Jones still?
1: Huh? <sighs> no, no, no? I, don't, I don't. I don't think I need to see that. <laughs>
0: all right, all right. So that's cool. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. Any other but thoughts
1: if you on it, if you uh, if you go see it within the next uh, couple weeks, uh, you want to sit down and chat about it? Do some uh, spoilers? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to.
0: I mean. I'm going to cool. try to, Mike. We'll see. We'll All see right. what
1: I'm not I'm not I'm just not as excited for
0: this. I don't know if it's just life in general getting me down this week, Mike, because <laughs> or what, but like I'm just like I don't know. I just I'm not as excited for this one, but maybe it's just because I feel the Lost World over again. I mean, and I, I don't I don't want you to tell me any different, but it feels like the Lost World all over again. So well,
1: maybe I I was just trying to shamelessly plug. Make sure you're subscribed to the Superhero Slate Podcast and that review will pop up in your oh, feed well, whenever we get around to doing you it. Know, fine,
0: fine. <laughs> Subscribe to us. We will we will do it. And actually that's fun because I've been playing with new features in the podcast, Mike. You know this. In the oh, spare yeah. time. I've been adding new things to it. So in the next couple months you're gonna see some cool features pop out of our podcast, and I'm really excited for those. But maybe if i do see it this week i'll be going on the amc a-list ticket which or whatever this is called um this popped up earlier this week amc is promoting a movie pass like subscription service that Mm -hmm. might launch this week or next um and i am very interested in this more so than movie pass mike because movie pass keeps messing up and making bad mistakes yeah so what do you think of this
1: what do you think of this a-list thing here well, so uh, so, give me the deets here real quick. What exactly does it do?
0: Okay, for 20 bucks a month, you can go watch three movies a week at any AMC theater.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, that does include IMAX, 3D, and any other upscale charges that are in any AMC theater. That's rad. Uh, you can also pick your seats um, at least ahead of time, you don't have to go in the theater to do it since this is all from an app as well. Mm-hmm. So you can choose your seats and then show up to the movie. You can actually watch all three movies in one day if you want to, with like a little buffer time in between each movie. Which if you know if you're into that, that's cool. Um, and it to me, this is cool. Because I'm an AMC Stubbs member. It ties in Stubbs as well. So like you'll get free upgrades on concessions, and we know how expensive those can get. Uh-huh. Um, and then for every dollar you spend there, you'll get points back. To spend it at the AMC theater as well. So, like, more tickets or stuff like that.
1: What I think is great about this is... uh, This is going to sound super nerdy, but this is, like, totally exactly... um, Competition of the economy like working If MoviePass didn't exist If it didn't come out last year Or make a big wave last year And, and make all of these uh, Movie theaters worried AMC never would have done this Like they just would have continued pressing on You know getting people doing one off tickets Maybe doing some fancy app stuff And maybe making the stub stuff Get you maybe 50 more cents off popcorn We never would have seen a subscription based service So it's awesome out there to see Competition kind of driving this kind. Kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, I know out here in LA, this is like a no-brainer for people because, like, an IMAX movie ticket at like a, a like a AMC movie theater is like nineteen dollars. I think maybe fifty cents or something. So you're already almost paying for itself just with one movie in one given month. So – and I like the idea that you can pick your seats ahead of time. I would like to know more about the inner machinations of how ahead you can buy tickets because 90% mm-hmm. of the movies I see in theaters, uh, we are buying them the second that the, that the tickets are ready to buy. So, uh, uh, so uh, we're getting our well, Thursday night seats.
0: Let me go ahead and stop you there. I've gone to their website and at the very bottom, which is not a very good place but- – You can make free online reservations as soon as the ticket becomes available.
1: Oh, okay. Even
0: for the biggest blockbuster
1: on opening night. There are no blackout dates at all. So I'm curious what happens if you reserve a seat and then maybe don't show up to it. Is there any way to undo it? Because it seems like there's going to be no... There's going to be nothing stopping people from just reserving seats no matter what. So maybe this might be a little detrimental to people that don't have it because you're going to have lots of competition with people that just you know could casually open an app and be like boop boop I want those seats. Don't have to pay for them because I'm already paying for the subscription. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I won't go. I can always go the next day if I don't see it because you know I maybe this person doesn't usually see three movies a week. So um, but well but I don't but, that, but that's no different than if so like if it's available online anyone who can buy
0: it or has this can get it. So it's all about who's anxious enough to get the seat so yeah i guess and you can d- only buy one ticket per app so like per account oh. so it's not like you're buying all the seats
1: so that's that that's true you'll have to um You'll have to—I mean, I go to the movies with my wife, so I guess we would both have to have a subscription. So that would be 40 bucks a month for our household. But for us, this probably is not going to be a thing because the theaters that are closest and most convenient to us aren't AMCs. So I think Cinemark has some sort of movie club that they came out with, but this totally destroys what they offer. I think Cinemark, it's like— one movie a week maybe i think it's actually might even be worse than that so maybe this will force them to like step their game up
0: yeah cinemark i think if, if the information is like 9 bucks a month and you get i don't know uh a, I don't know a uh a, a ticket a month yeah
1: it. It. it's like it's abysmal so i could see that being bolstered so yeah. this it is, all it
0: all depends on what theaters you go to and i think each theater chain's probably going to start opening up their own subscription fee so you're gonna have to pick a side in the end of this
1: this just basically it seems like a no-brainer if your theater is an amc theater like why wouldn't you have this Mm -hmm. uh
0: yeah and that's exactly where i go so this is perfect for our household i think you can also um i think you can buy a secondary ticket like with it like you pay full price for that secondary ticket Mm -hmm. when you use your free one because there's no online fees, which is like the word I hate online.
1: Fees. Oh like, yeah, that's right. Then. Oh no, it would be amazing with this. This would be this would be the coup de grace for me. Something that would make me go out of my way to Nancy an Theater. So if all of a sudden your movie going experience and the where you sit is being tied to an, a profile account, it would be mm. absolutely amazing if you could review the people that you sat near. So if the person that I sat next to, hopefully they also were like a movie club member or whatever this is called, and they were on their phone the whole time or they were talking, it would be so cool if after the movie came out. I could tap on that seat and rate that person. And if they were like rated low enough, like maybe theoretically, I don't know if they'd be able to be kicked off the app, but like what if you could see like when you're reserving seats, like, well, I'm not going to reserve that seat because that seat is, that person is reviewed very low. I don't want to sit next to them. That would be so cool. Like that's what I want. That's the one thing, like if MoviePass did that somehow. Oh man, that would be amazing! I want people reviewed. I want people held accountable for their shitty behavior in the theater. So I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that, Chris. That's my future at the movies.
0: Yeah, well, well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there for sure. But until then, I really if your aims if your theaters at AMC, the A list might be for you. I'm already a Stubbs member, so and that's pretty much the only theater we go to. So this looks like it might be a must have for at least one of us in our house and see about uh, if we can buy more tickets in the app. I'm really interested to see that. But it should be out. More information the 26th, Mike, so it looks like only two more days into this. Ooh,
1: so. alright, man. Let me know how it goes.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely
1: will. You can also see the same movie multiple
0: times, which was a jab at MoviePass, mm-hmm. who stopped people from seeing the <laughs> same movie multiple times. In surprising news this weekend, Mike, Tom Holland <laughs> it. has quote-unquote leaked the title of Spider-Man second movie in the MCU. uh
1: thanks tom holland but also this is totally throwing off my record for predicting things
0: you didn't have a record to begin with, so uh, it I,
1: was I, slightly i had a little bit of a record
0: <laughs> yeah well zero still zero um you were really hoping for spider-man field trip instead we get spider-man far from home
1: yeah so it looks like what happened is he showed up on instagram and showed off a screenshot of what was his iPad that had like a the first cover of the script? Maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Oh, we just got the script for the the movie, and yeah, I'm gonna read it." And then he's like, casually flashing his iPad, which has the title well across the front of it. So,
1: <laughs> well, the, um, the thing that I'm curious about is everybody knows, even especially people within the production, knows that Tom, Tom Holland has loose lips and often sinks ships. So I could totally see the script being sent to him, maybe being doctored. Maybe they just gave him a different title to see what would happen. I mean, the title makes sense from what we've heard about the movie. Like, I'm not doesn't really bother me too much about the name. But this, I don't think this necessarily confirms it. There's tons of people out there running with the story, saying uh, Tom Holland leaks the title. Confirm, confirm. This is the title of the next Spider-Man movie. But it's like, okay, no, no, this, so
0: I, I think you're missing the whole point. He was literally at a Comic Con. Uh, ace con and was about to go on stage with kevin smith where they did confirm that was the title this was all just a big marketing ploy oh like it is, was there's no act there's no accident here this was on purpose
1: now oh, tom holland you're messing with my mind
0: yeah so he as soon as he did this he went out with on kev there was out there with um the guy who plays bucky barnes um sebastian stan especially and anthony mackie and tom holland and kevin smith was the moderator at the panel so they did confirm it was in fact Spider uh, Spider Man uh, Far From Home is the, is the next one. So, <laughs> uh, wh- th- what does this mean though? I guess like at the end of the day, I think he's gonna go around the globe. He's gonna be globe hopping. I guess from like they're filming most of this in London, so he'll probably be in London, France. I think they went ahead and confirmed uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio as well. So um, I'm really interested. I'm, I'm happy we get Mysterio. I'm really interested in what this goes on. The other thing is, you know, at the end of Infinity War, do you think he'll be crossing multiple dimensions? Yeah, that, that, um,
1: that's the big kind of hanging Chad, big question out there. Because you brought up a great point the other week on the podcast is how do you market this movie? Like we have to resolve what happens in the next Avengers before we kind of really set up what's going up with Spider-Man. Um, the the easiest cop out to do is to just set the movie before Avengers Infinity War. You know, and like we said, maybe he shows up on that bus at the very end of the next Spider-Man movie, but I feel like that's not really continuing on the universe. That's kind of what we like about the MCU, that we get to keep the story moving. They've already said before that the next Spider-Man movie will deal with the ramifications, so yeah, I'm really curious what's going to happen because we haven't really seen any ramifications yet. I mean, we know Ant-Man and the Wasp is coming out, but that's set before, so we're not going to see anything there. All the Netflix shows are just not dealing with it, so I assume you put that in a timeline before Thanos uh, snaps his finger uh i know that there's some other marvel properties out there but none of them are really dealing with it so i think this one has to it's somehow
0: yeah I, and i think again we talked about the tv shows can't do it because of their production schedules it's mm-hmm. just i mean you can't tell them hey thanos is going to kill half the people a year ago when they were making the show um so think you know that that bars that and i just don't know where they're gonna i we don't know and I want to know, Mike. We got, to know, we got. I really want to know. So it sounds like we might not for a little bit, but, you know, at least we know the Spider-Man title will be far from home so we can stop predicting that. And that's, I mean, I, I'm surprised we have the Spider-Man 2 title before we have Avengers 4 title, which is out several months before. <laughs> yeah.
1: It. So you said uh, the next Spider-Man Homecoming is supposed to be slotted for July, right? Next year? I- yeah, I
0: believe so. Yeah, I think yeah. it's July 4th weekend.
1: Man, yeah. I'm wondering what, how they're going to market this movie. It's going to be so curious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we don't have to say Homecoming too anymore. We could say yeah. Far From Home. Yeah, there we go. I like that. There we go. So Or just Spider-Man 2. I like Spider-Man 2. It's easier. So, there we go. Got that confirmed right here. Silk. Are you familiar with the character Silk? I am now. <laughs> yes. So, in one of those rare bouts of me and Mike frantically researching the internet this week, um, Sony... Has uh, it is reported one of Sony's next projects that's in development is a character called Silk. Uh-huh. Silk is a Spider-Man character that uh, has a, she has spider powers that are different than Spider-Man's, but she was bit by the same spider that bit Peter Parker. Uh-huh. The character Cindy Moon was. Uh, she is a, a Korean American background character, and um, I, honestly, this is probably more exciting than Venom. I think. Well, there's not um,
1: a there's not a whole lot out there about Cindy yeah. Moon and the character. As far as I could tell, the character was relatively new. Uh her comic book run, I think is only a few issues in. I don't know if they stopped it or they're going to pick it up or sh- the character just got folded into another story, but when I was out there doing all my research, there's not a whole lot of Cindy Moon out there, so there's a lot there still to develop um i've seen the cosplay world really jump onto that because there's tons of cosplay girls out there on the internet and they'll jump on anything that's a new female character because they just uh they need a new costumes to adapt to so uh silk you may have seen out there probably like in the instagram world uh but when i look at this my my head instantly goes to casting uh because how do you fill this uh kind of a niche role that you have to fit into so like you said korean american background if sony really wanted to do it right you're gonna find like a korean american actress right um most people might go to the stereotype that all asian people look the same and any asian person could could do it but i think you'd probably want to go korean american or you're just gonna make people mad but sadly if you try to google the list of korean american actresses um you'll find like an imdb link that has like four of them there's like none of them out there so they're either going to have to like cast an unknown which would be kind of difficult to market a movie around Uh, uh, a spider-man character nobody knows with an actress nobody knows uh but if they wanted to do somebody with a little bit of notoriety really the only person left out of all of those filters is going to be this actress by the name of jamie chung who actually has a little bit of nerd cred, so she could uh, fit into this world pretty well, because she's the voice of Gogo on Big Hero Six. She's also Blink in the Fox series The Gifted, um, and I think she's she was also in a couple episodes of uh, Gotham, and I think she has um, the the Dragon Ball movie in her IMDb list. So that's not uh that's not too great, but she's definitely been out there doing a uh, nerdy acting. So. If it had to be somebody, that would be my first guess, but uh, I would feel like they would probably do unknown and then maybe cast a well-known person alongside like a supporting actor that's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Brad Pitt or something, someone with some notoriety they can put on the poster, you know? I mean,
0: I guess, I mean, the thing is, I don't know, how do you tell the story of Silk? Um, Silk is, her in comic books wise, she's only like four four years old in the comic book like cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was made in 2014. But she has a history in the comic books of being the same age as Peter Parker's. And in the comics, that's like, what, 30-something now? Uh-huh. So, um, she was hidden from the the world because there's, in this event called Spider-Verse, you may have heard, like, these yeah. people, interdimensional people were hunting all the, the spider people. And, uh, she was one of them who needed, like, that was hidden forever. So, um... They'd have to really readapt her storyline quite a bit, and hopefully they don't change her nationality in that story uh, at all. Um, but uh, I, I don't know where they would go with it. But it's interesting because she is one of the few characters in the Marvel Comics who has organic web shooters still, um, which was a big contention for most people in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, you know this
1: uh, this b- this announcement kind of kind of points me in two different directions. Where first of all seems like Sony desperately wants some sort of spider spider person analog. And usually the, the closest analogs would be uh, like female. You know, you got Spider Woman out there, Spider Gwen, uh, Silk. I think there's another female. Isn't there another sp- female spider? The, Is there a spider the, girl? The f-
0: uh, yeah, that's a different universe, but there's also um, Spider-Woman of the Marvel Ultimate Universe, who's a clone of Peter Parker. Yeah,
1: that, so, Yeah, so it seems like Sony really wants to have their own kind of version of Spider-Man that maybe they don't have to share with Marvel necessarily, so they can just keep printing money, hopefully, over there at Sony. But, you know, I've noticed, we've seen a lot of announcements out of Sony that... You know, there's a good chance that this movie might not go anywhere. But if you just look at the qualifications of the announcements, we've seen the Silver and Black movie hinted at. We've already seen Spider Gwen pop up in the animated Spider Man movie, Spider Verse, that's coming out. If we're seeing Silk being touted. Sony hasn't yet breathed a word of spider woman which to me seems like the most logical place to go so it makes me think that marvel has dibs on spider woman and they might be really heavily developing the character already so i would just start to assume that we're going to be seeing spider woman developed in the mcu because it's that seems like a no-brainer sony should have gone that direction first and if they didn't makes me think marvel's got dibs
0: um I would not be surprised. Well, we've talked about Spider-Woman possibly being in this um, as like a spy in Spider-Man Far From Home, but what if maybe they introduce Silk as the analog instead, um, since it'd be the same age as Peter Parker? Maybe that instead of Spider-Woman, they introduce Silk in Far From Home, and then she gets her spinoff movie later from from Sony.
1: I mean, um, yeah, I guess it could be possible. This this kind of Sony fractured universe, I'm really curious where it's going to go, because the first real dipping our toe into it is going to be Venom. Like, we're going to be talking about uh, Star Wars spinoffs here in a little bit. This Sony spinoff universe could be shut down really quick if this Venom movie is not good. If it just gets panned and no one sees it, like, and it doesn't make any money, all of these uh, Spider Man spinoffs could just evaporate.
0: Well, I, I don't, I mean, since this is not officially from Sony, this is just, you know, news reports. In it's early development. It could get canned well before any of this. Mm-hmm. They could just be like, yeah, we're working on, I don't know, Silk. Um, Silver and Black was canned, or not canned, but sent back essentially to the drawing board the week before filming was supposed to start. Uh, they've also talked about Morbius and Nightwatch uh, that uh, you know that might be in development. So uh, I think they're probably waiting on Venom. I think before they even announce anything officially, they'll be like, yeah, we'll see what Venom does. And then jump off from there yeah. because when we they t- got to build a lot of you know faith back up in their live action stuff. As Mike's already bought his ticket to into the Spider Verse. Oh, it's so, gonna be so good. So we just gotta wait on Venom to see what that does. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's my my thoughts. I think I think. Uh, but do you think having a Spider Man less Spider Verse uh, would be is beneficial for Sony, or do you just think they're just saying we're working on it so they can continue to have? Rights to all these characters.
1: Uh, I mean, it's factually beneficial for Sony if they make the movies good. You just got to let Kevin Feige get in there and tool with your scripts. We need like a clone of Kevin Feige. We need to clone Feige. Send him to Sony, Spider-Man style. You know, we can put uh, we can put a Scarlet Spider logo on them and uh, and uh, I think I let think just give work.
0: the Spider-Man rights back to Marvel. Just yeah, give them that right would back. that
1: would be cleaner. I agree. <laughs> that would probably take
0: a lot less time and money. Uh, just we- just work on that. But I mean the thing with it is if silk was created in 2014 does sony have the rights to her or is marvel saying yes go ahead oh. because all these characters they license were pre like 2000s you know that's so a, that's
1: a good point i would love to get a cop i you know i'm saying this i would love to get a copy of their of their legal uh their legal uh, agreement but at the same time i'd probably read it and not understand any of it because i can't speak legalese i'd be like what am i even reading <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, maybe maybe some anonymous source will write to us and, and tell us we're wrong or right. Yeah, so let us know. So we'll take a look at that. If you know Silk, uh, she's uh, created for Into the Spider Verse. If not, you can do a Google. You'll find out very quickly. Uh, the Black Widow movie. Uh, I think this is actually the why Silk is taken because a lot of because of Wonder Woman's success, a lot of female led movies are getting produced. Right. Mm-hmm. Black Widow is no exception to that. We've always wanted a movie with her since we saw her on Iron Man 2, and she's kicked major ass. So the director shortlist for Black Widow is down to three directors, reportedly, and we'll, none of these will probably get it, because this is how all these work. <laughs> um, the first one is Emma Asante, who did a movie A United Kingdom. I've never seen it. All right. <laughs> Kate Shortland, who did the movie Berlin Syndrome, and Maggie Betts, who did the movie Nova Shade you know the thing is all these are period drama movies after i did some research so these people are known for period dramas
1: meaning is this a black widow prequel you think I mean, that could be a possibility. This kind of reminds me of... Um, I feel like we haven't had a news story like this in a while, because uh, I feel like Marvel has shirred up a lot of directors for its movies. So we really, really haven't had a chance to have the director talk in a bit. But it seems like it always goes the same way. The finalist is always these directors we've never heard of before, because that's kind of how Marvel likes to do their business. That's like the, the secret sauce. That's their uh, uh, magic formula. So who knows? It's hard. It's hard to look at this and go, oh, it's just a coincidence. But yeah, if all of these women all have period piece movies under their belt, I would want a Black Widow movie, I think, to be in the future, not uh, in the present day. I don't really want to go into the past, but maybe there'll be some flashback components that could maybe organically work in there. Um, But yeah, I just want to keep pressing forward. I don't really care about her uh, her Red Sparrow past.
0: Yeah, well, I think what I would like to see is something from her past coming back to haunt her in the present. Yeah, like you a know,
1: winter, you know? soldier, winter soldier type
0: yeah. thing, you know. So, like, she's dealing with stuff maybe when she was in, like, the early 90s or, like, Cold War era, communist era, you know, missions, and, you know, she killed the wrong person or, you know, someone's out for revenge and they're they're coming after her very, very heavily and now she has to deal with that, so... Um, if they're known for period dramas, that would be a benefit to have that. Like, yes, we know how to tie these timelines together. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know any of these people, but, um, I would, I'm very happy to know they're working very, very intently on a Black Widow movie for all of us to enjoy. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's safe to say that, uh, once they do direct and release a Black Widow movie, we will know them for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, unless, unless Black Widow dies in the Avengers movies hey. and then it will be an old <laughs> <story. laughs> Yeah. So I don't know ant-man and the wasp tickets are on sale mike mm-hmm. you can get them you can get them right now i bought mine before i even got the announcement because i was just happening to think of it that morning and i'm like you know what i bet they're on sale they were so get your ant-man and wasp tickets pro level scalping there good job that, i'm not scalping the tickets i'm not selling them I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you can use your move you can't use your movie pass but you might use your uh a list from amc to get these early but uh i do have things there are two confirmed after credit scenes mike two We've been fooled before by only having one or like seven, like Uh Guardians 3 did, or 2 did. So uh, they confirmed two after-credit scenes. I'm hoping the title of Avengers 4 is one of them. I don't think we will. We would have known by now if it was. I think someone would have leaked that very heavily. But the first reactions for the movie are also hitting the internet. So if you want to go in clean, you got to start putting the blinders on. Oh, man. (laughs) If you you see Ant-Man or Wasp and it's not related to bug spray, you just gotta not <laughs> click on it. So, um, I'm very excited to see this movie. Uh, I'm, I'm really anticipating to see some of the action scenes and how that all that plays out, and, and I don't know, I just, I want to know what goes on. I mean, one of the things we talked about earlier is, you know, they're not showing off the original Wasp at all in any of this footage. So how does she play into this movie in the large part? So, uh-huh. I'm excited to see where that, that comes in. So, you, you getting your tickets yet? You waiting?
1: Uh, I got to get them soon. Just got to figure out when I'm going to be available to see the movie. But got to see it, man. Got to see how uh, if they uh, reveal that Avengers title. Is that weird that that's the most exciting thing I am going into the movie? Like just waiting for the after credit scene? <laughs> reveal uh, this title already.
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably won't. I mean, at, at this rate, they probably won't. But, you know, we can hope. <laughs> we, we, we can really hope, mm-hmm. um, but no Saturday mornings, right? Just gonna avoid Saturday mornings like the plague. So, oh. um, Luke Cage dropped this week as well. I have not seen any of this. Mike, uh, season two has debuted on Netflix. I have read a couple things. Um, I I have to say, from what I have read, I'm very excited to see Danny Rand show up in this. Oh, so, okay. I'm not telling you why. I'm not telling you anything beyond that, but I am very excited. And when have I ever said I'm excited for Iron Fist? (laughs) Never. Never. (laughs) Never. So, uh, but you have seen an episode... Yes, or we. More. Yes,
1: it, it's been a very uh, busy weekend, but I did manage to watch the first episode. And like we do on this show a lot, um, usually we like to give people you know out there and us some time to actually digest all thirteen episodes. That's a lot to watch, so we're going to do our best to watch all of it this week. And make sure you're subscribed and tune in next week, and we're going to talk about the whole season. We're going to spoil it and everything, so you'll see that pop up in your feed. A nice Luke Cage season two uh, review, but I got a chance to see the first episode. And, uh, you know, just it feels nice. It feels it feels nice to uh, be watching Mike Coulter on the screen again. He's just so infectious and just like oozes cool and just uh just slickness and uh i I don't remember if he specifically had done this in the defenders or um any of the episodes he's been in before but uh i love it when he just slaps people around since he's so strong he can just like slap them on the head and that's like basically a normal person knocking them out so i love watching them play with his strength um uh, his his character seems to be evolving a little bit, wink-wink, so I'm waiting to see uh, what exactly uh, is causing that. And then in in the first episode, you're kind of just getting introduced to the villain Bushmaster, so there's a, still a lot left out there to learn, but I I just kind of forgot since it's been so long since I've seen Luke Cage, just how just cool and effortless he is when he's on screen, so... Uh, yeah, I've been really uh, been really digging it so far, but I'm only one episode in, so uh, I'm actually wearing my Luke Cage shirt right now. I wore it out to breakfast this morning, so I think this is just a surefire sign that I'm going to be watching more today. There you
0: go. That's it. Mike Mike says watch it, at least episode one, so probably all 15 of them. He
1: dabs in it. He dabs in the first episode. I don't know if that's cool anymore. I don't know if it's cringey that luke cage did a dab
0: you saying that makes me cringe i'm kind of scared now <laughs> but, actually i'm i'm, I'm starting to backpedal i'm watching this but now. if but if
1: anybody can do it and make it look cool maybe he's the only one left on the planet that can do it or maybe he officially retired the dab after doing it like he's 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 the last one that's allowed to do it he's just closing it so uh yeah i guess look out for the luke cage dab in episode one. No, great <laughs> now you ruined you ruined the whole
0: surprise so sweet christmas um, Disney news on that front, we are always anticipated, is Comcast going to get Fox? Is Disney going to get Fox? Disney have outbid Comcast with a massive $71.3 Ooh. billion dollar offer uh, in stocks and cash. Cha-ching. I also found out the, the original $51 billion offer Disney made is valued at 55 by the time they offered this. So it's actually... They've increased value <laughs> without the little effort uh, uh, over, like, a couple weeks. Crazy
1: how this works. Uh, I think one thing that does make me a little worried that I didn't even consider and think about this, and it, might, it gets a little political, so I guess it just depends on what your opinions are about um, – about uh, the country out there, but uh, I was—I heard that this is um, the option for shareholders. So you can either choose to take a, co- a cash buyout or choose to take stock. Now, since Rupert Murdoch owns Fox and a lot of people out there are being uh, really vocal about protesting his um, news outlet, there's a chance that he could be a very large majority owner of Disney if he takes the Disney shares. I don't know statistically how many he would have or how much even control he would get, but some people are a little bit worried about that guy owning shares in Disney, which is something that's usually wholesome, and what he's kind of doing is not wholesome. So I guess you'll just have to see how that shakes out. Who knows? Maybe he'll just take cash because uh, he's getting old and might die soon, and maybe he wants to buy an island somewhere and populate it with dinosaurs. I don't know because he's probably crazy. Uh, So that's one thing you get a little worried about. But the fact that it's a flexible offer, cash and stock. Disney wants this. They're not going to let Comcast come in, but I heard analysts speculate that this could go as high as like $80 billion. so I guess there is a little room left in there for maybe Comcast to do a counter offer, so we'll have to wait and see, but you said that the, the timeline is getting uh, really close to the end with when this deal is still available. So Yeah,
0: it's uh, I think July 10th is the latest they have to make the decision. mm mm-hmm. Uh, to Disney or not Disney and they will owe two billion to Disney if they don't, which you know, at seventy one point three, is that really even a lot? <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know. This is we're we're speaking in numbers I will never see in my lifetime. There's a lot of zeros we, we didn't type out for this. But um I mean, all in all, business aside, we just care about the X Men, Fantastic Four and Marvel. That, <laughs> yeah, that's what pretty it boils much. down to for us. <laughs> And, you know, maybe some, some more offerings on the streaming service with their movies because I would like to see um, Indiana Jones on the Disney streaming service, wouldn't you? I mean, that would be pretty cool.
1: Well, I think you can actually stream the Indiana Jones movies on Amazon. So if you have that, hey, another reason to, to watch Amazon Prime. I think Indiana Jones is over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they've been on they've been on TV a lot lately. My wife did come up with a new title for an Indiana Jones movie last night while I was playing a a movie game with her. Okay. Um, it's Indiana Jones and the Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> because she could not think of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and so she said Legends of the I'm like, well that would be I've gotta I've gotta look this up. Is someone photoshopping Indiana Jones with a bag of sand about to take the the, the hidden temple you know, total? <laughs> Because that would be fantastic.
1: Oh, uh, so, uh, what, What's the talking thing's name? oh I, I I, I thought that's what the talking wall in that game show, but that would be a hilarious crossover. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, there's a lot to this deal we don't know. A lot could go wonky, but uh, we just want X-Men and Fox, Fantastic Four back. <laughs> that's that's what it boils down to. Also in Disney, uh, John Laster, uh, who is being kicked out of pixar at the end of this year will be replaced by peter doctor and jennifer lee uh doctor was with inside out and jennifer lee i think is with um Frozen, I think they were they were unfrozen. Frozen. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. I heard Jennifer Lee is going to be helming the uh, Disney animation side of things, and then Pete Docter will be uh, uh, propping up Pixar, and he's been there forever, been doing lots of good things. So this is definitely good news. And then also, when I was reading about it, it seems like they're going to kind of synergize with each other. You know, these two heads of the studios are going to kind of uh, work in tandem to make sure that like Disney and Pixar are like uh, cranking out the best uh, and animated movies possible. So yeah, this is all. Good news, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, that's that's totally cool with me, as long as you know, uh two people taking over one job, I think I think that's actually better in the long run, to, to divvy up a little bit of that. So I'm cool with that. Star Wars news, Mike. There have been some reports earlier that Star Wars were not gonna make any more spin off movies and they were stopping all that, blah blah blah. And Lucasfilm came out and was like, no, stop it. we are still <laughs> making these. So the um, the 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 thing is, the spin offs are still in development. The, every movie studio has tons of movies in development we don't know about. The ones we report on are probably the bigger name ones. Um, but nothing has slowed down on this regard. They're still developing these shows or movies, but they're reevaluating the marketing plans and the budgeting for future films because of how Solo: Star Wars story kind of didn't do what they wanted at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, their marketing plan was their own fault. A, a, they should not have put that movie out in May um, because that only left them, what, two months after getting done with the movie to market it? Mm-hmm. Because they were still filming early this year. And uh, they went way over budget because they had to reshoot everything with the um, Phil Lord Chris Miller that they did. They had to reshoot everything again. So um, that kind of has probably left a bad taste in their mouth. So they're probably looking at like, hey... Let's lower the budget on these movies. Let's fix the marketing plan so we don't have two months to market a movie. And also, I think they said, um, I don't know how official it is, they're not hiring any more... Young gun directors who are up and coming. <laughs> I think they've, they've kicked that idea to the curb after yeah. firing what? I've seen a lot one? of – yeah, I've seen a lot of discussions. Three, three of them.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. seen a lot of discussions out there about how Kathleen Kennedy – Kathleen Kennedy, if you don't know, out there is basically the Kevin Feige of Star Wars. So uh, she's been in the Hollywood industry for a really long time, so – some people out there think that she's a pro and she can handle it and some people out there think she's a little not washed up but you know maybe she should move on to other things. Who knows exactly what's going to happen. I am kind of curious what a middle budget Star Wars movie looks like. And also, I'd like to see more middle budget movies kind of come back anyway because it seems like you either kind of got these low budget indie movies that, you know, get popular gain some traction and uh show up in the big screen or you got these giant mammoth movies. You don't really have a whole lot of you know, 70, 80 million dollar movies anymore. So yeah, I'd be kind of curious what a Star Wars movie like that would look like, you know, how it will kind of make the story have to be a little bit more creative, since maybe they wouldn't be able to blow it all on CG set pieces every 20 seconds, you know?
0: Yeah, and and you know, it would focus them to work on, you know, story and doing it right the first time, because they don't have the budget to do reshoots and, and you know, redo the whole movie if they wanted to, but uh, I uh, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm not I'm not too worried about Star Wars spinoff movies. I mean, the only one we really care about is our next bit of news, Mike, and that's the obi spin spinoff movie that we really all want. Uh, I found out the director uh, who was in talks to do this, Stephen Daldry, had left the project six months ago, well before Han Solo was out. So, it's um, directorless, but not really even officially announced. But they're aiming for a release on the Disney streaming service to gain interest. When oh, it launches. okay. So... Like, like a, a big pal to the face to Netflix. Like, oh, well, we're putting our Obi-Wan movie exclusively on our streaming service. Come subscribe and watch the Obi-Wan Whoa,
1: movie. I mean, that would be pretty crazy. I wonder – that I would think have to, would have to be lower budget. I mean – or maybe yeah. not. It's Disney. Maybe they just upfront load their streaming service with all this premium content and then maybe don't expect all of these big-budget movies to land at Disney uh, moving forward. They just want to get their subscriber base up at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, but there's one thing that I, that's kind of been bugging me this week, slightly on topic with Star Wars. Um, I've heard some people out there kind of uh, being Star Wars apologists in the way of saying, uh, there's a Star Wars out there for everybody, and we should just all be happy that, you know, at least there's a movie out there you can watch and enjoy – Maybe don't be so critical of the movie just because you don't like the Star Wars movie, and I feel like that's kind of like a cop out, you know. Um, especially when you're dealing with a continuation of a story, you know. I could, this, uh, I, I could. Well, go ahead. I was, this sounds exactly the opposite of what you said about Jurassic World earlier. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Well, no, the Jurassic, Jurassic World, I I think, is uh, gone off the rails a little bit uh, too much. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, Star Wars, at the very even at its worst, has at least remained on the tracks. But, you know, when you're doing this continuation of this long family lineage of the Skywalker story, which has uh, basically sp- is supposed to span a total of nine movies when it's all said and done out of all those nine movies i think you want to do your best to kind of like stay consistent because you have one big overarching story with all these different characters you know um saying oh there's a star wars movie for everybody i think that might be more of the case in a couple years when we have all these different creators making all these different star wars movies but um just feel like these are people trying to apologize uh, for The Last Jedi. Like, either say you like the movie or you didn't like the movie. Uh, you don't have to come up with all these weird excuses uh, for it. But, I don't know, that's well, just a weird little rant. Well,
0: I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that sounds exactly what everyone says about the prequels, though. Like, you either love them or hate them. Like, there's, like, you're, like, you're either young and love the prequels or you're old and love the originals. I mean, I think that's always been a thing with Star Wars. Because you can't take how many how many years, like, 15 on the first one, 10 on the second one between releasing movies and expect a consistent story. Um because there's just so many of going on. Um uh, I mean even George Lucas didn't do a lot on the first trilogy, but he did the the first three, but he did a lot on the prequels and now he has nothing. On. I I don't know. I I see what you're saying, but I I don't think I agree with it. So, um I well, there's that's, just a lot of there's Star right, Wars Chris. out there, but like there's there's a Star Wars movie for you, Mike. It's okay. Oh, no. I, I would expect you like you like Rogue One. It's you know, all right. you I'm gonna
1: have. I'm gonna predict and expect more last Jedi conversations popping up in the show in the next uh, couple weeks because it's gonna be dropping on Netflix soon, and uh, you know th- that's probably gonna be a good way for me to dive back into it. And also, when something becomes available on Netflix, it becomes available to a lot more people out there, and all of a sudden, it pops back up in the zeitgeist again. People are gonna be reviewing it, chatting about it in the comment sections of uh, various websites. So I think we'll be talking about it here in a little bit. Maybe we'll do like a little uh, redo of the movie because uh, we had opinions on the movie when it came out, but we've sat with it for a while now. So uh, I'd like to see maybe like a version two, what it's like when we revisit it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I own it. I, I watch it anytime I want to, Mike. I don't have to wait for Netflix.
1: Well, look at you, fancy man.
0: Yeah. But speaking of Disney streaming service, DC Universe is coming out this year, more so than next year, Mike. And we're we're ready for a DC streaming service. And the newest information for the DC universe is that it's a hub for all things DC.
1: That's what I'm. And,
0: that's what I'm expecting. And this includes digital movies, mm-hmm. TV shows, including back catalogs, yes, comic
1: books, Ooh. and
0: interactions slash giveaways to differentiate it from other. Streaming services currently available.
1: Yeah, this, so this kind of sounds like more like a multimedia type of app rather than just a repository for video files, you know?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, our initial thoughts, when, you, when someone says we're making a streaming service, I instantly think a reskin Netflix. Hmm. Uh-huh. This sounds like they're like, well, we already have all these digital things. Let's combine them together and make a one-stop shop where you go and choose your tab and then choose your movies, shows, shows comic books interactions and giveaways is probably the thing that's got me most interested because netflix doesn't interact with you you just consume it Mm -hmm. hulu is the same way amazon is the same way so with them giving things away on this and being interactive with you know the the people there that's really got me interested it's like is this a good thing or is this gonna get old
1: really fast I don't. Know. I think the comics is just an amazing addition because not only is it an added value that you can say, "Oh, this is something that Netflix does not have. This is something that Disney, actually, Disney streaming service could technically do this uh, since they own Marvel. That would be a really game changer." for me for sure but uh it's also it's like a it's a it's a it's a feeding loop it's like a feeding frenzy like hey guess what if you want to get more excited about swamp thing guess what read the swamps thing comic that alan moore wrote that everybody loves and it's here right now free start start reading it now i think that's a great uh marketing gimmick
0: no yeah i think i mean that's probably the um most exciting part of this is what i would say is the uh comics is definitely a huge part but uh yeah, everything about this, like if even if it was just movies and TV shows, I'm I'm fine with it. The other stuff is added value, and you know might drive the price up to maybe closer ten dollars, Mike. than than we thought we would. We thought it'd be probably closer to five, but uh, if they're doing comic books as well, that might be a ten dollar thing.
1: It could um, be possible, yeah.
0: Yeah, if they're if they're adding more to it, you know, might as well. I, I I'm okay with that. But on the streaming service, you get to see the premiere of Doom Patrol, a spinoff show coming out of Titans which will debut on the streaming service as well. In uh, and, and news I would like to think that you're excited about here, Kelsey Grammer uh, is being eyed for the lead role in the show, Dr. Niles Calder or the Chief.
1: <laughs> I think it's you're a Frasier guy. so Oh, man, I, I am a Frasier guy, but it's funny that you said Dr. Niles because his brother in Frasier is uh, Dr. Niles Crane, so that's that's pretty hilarious. But, yeah, uh, Kelsey Grammer is a treasure Uh, I love that guy. Uh, He has one of my favorite cameos in one of my favorite shows of all time, 30 Rock, where he uh, does like an impromptu uh, live uh, performance of like Lincoln for a bunch of people on the show. It's just uh, hilarious. So yeah, Kelsey Grammer is a big win. But also, I think a lot of actors are starting to take this kind of streaming service uh, more seriously uh, because I I just saw a trailer with Kelsey Grammer, supposed to be in a Netflix original movie coming out soon with... um, I forgot her name, but it doesn't matter. Kelsey Grammer's in the movie, so uh, he's leaning all into streaming. It looks like, Mm -hmm. and this is not his first
0: foray into superheroes. He uh, notably played Beast in X Men Three and Days of Future Past, Mm -hmm. and um, has also been in Transformers. One of them, I forget the one with the dinosaurs in it. So um, you know, he's no stranger to powers and strange, weird things going on in the world. So uh, I think I thought it was really cool. Swamp Thing also has some big news here. Uh, James Wan, director of Aquaman and, I think, big producer on this, will co-direct the pilot of Swamp Thing with Darren Seraphian, I believe it is, uh, who's known for working on shows Buffy, House, and Fringe. Mm -hmm. So uh, 20 years of plus experience with uh, uh, Darren there and James Wan working... Together to make the Swamp Thing pilot work, because I think that's probably going to be the thing that sells a show, yeah. is Th- the pilot for this.
1: Yeah, and that's not a big surprise to me. Usually when uh, a TV show attaches like a famous executive producer, like a J.J. Abrams or like an M. Night Shyamalan or something like that, usually they're... Their kind of hands are in pretty deep for the premiere. I Joss Whedon, I believe directed yep. the first episode of agents of shield. And then, uh, after that, just decided side of the cast checks and not have to show up again. So that's usually how it goes. So, um, cool. Yeah. That's good news. The Swamp Thing show it sounds like it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. It's moving right along. If you will. Um, Wonder Woman 84, we showed some new images that last week. Uh, that's really, which was really cool. Um, What we know now, the first footage may debut at San Diego Comic-Con with Gal Gadot showing up there.
1: Oh, not surprised at all. Uh, Warner Brothers is going to go all out, and they're going to be a monster force at the convention since uh, Marvel's not showing up. The TV side and comic books uh, are going to be there, so that's still going to be cool, but yeah, they're going to have Aquaman there, Wonder Woman, they're going to be dropping probably all of this DC stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not going to be sponsoring most of the collectible bags that you get. If you've never been to a, a big comic book convention before like San Diego Comic Con, when you get your badge and you sign in and check in, they give you, like, a cool little tote bag where you can put all of your merch and cool uh, swag that you get inside of there and they're always like branded with like the next big show coming out in the fall but uh, I'm sure Warner Brothers is going to own all of that real estate and yeah I'm definitely expecting to see a big presence of Warner Brothers next month.
0: Yeah especially with Wonder Woman 2 uh, or Wonder Woman 84 filming right now um, I mean they've they've got it they will have footage for us there very easily they 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 show up a
1: lot. We're only like a month away too. Comic Con is Really, four, right. four more weeks. What what
0: really is going to be hard uh, before this movie comes out in uh, 2019 is making all the, I didn't see the other 82 Wonder Woman movies. Like, I didn't see Wonder Woman 2 or 83. How am I going to be able to catch uh, up with 84?
1: Okay, Dad. <laughs> no, yeah, it's
0: it's going to be a long year of these jokes, Mike. So just just buckle in and get ready for it. Right. The other thing uh, that might be dropping at San Diego Comic-Con is uh, Henry Cavill has been told to clear a schedule to come to san diego comic-con's panel this year mm. and if superman's there he's got one of two things to do one is maybe he's in that upcoming uh shazam movie oh yeah because that's gonna be dropping yep that's this april so we'll probably have a, a trailer there or he's gonna unveil the next
1: movie in the series for dc is man of steel 2 Man, that would be that's going to be a big barometer for me when it comes to the trust and the uh, execution of the future of the DCEU. I mean, Superman, he is like he is the foundation. He is the supporting beam of the house that should be a DC property. I mean, right now it's Wonder Woman, which is great, but everybody knows that Superman is like the original kind of superhero that everybody knows and loves. He's the Boy Scout, the do-gooder. The man that's uh, uh, the strongest, you know, punch anybody in the face. Um, But if they can somehow make a Man of Steel movie work, I think we could bring trust back. Because even if Aquaman's good, I still feel like I can't trust a universe where they can't make a good Superman movie, you know?
0: Well, I think Superman has only been dictated by Zack Snyder thus far. Mm -hmm. And as long as they don't say Zack Snyder's producing, writing, or directing this movie... I think it's okay. Uh, that's because every every other like thing has been around Zack Snyder in in that, and I think the the best time we had with Superman was the Joss Whedon scenes in uh, Justice League. Um, so I, if they can keep going with that, I think positive feedback from that is going to say they're going to keep doing with it. But Henry Cavill does not have any upcoming movies in his production schedule right now. So if he doesn't have that, they're waiting to announce the movie next month. Then it can kick off production right away. Oh. Uh, I think he's even uh, been working out if you look at his like, Instagram posts. <laughs> so I think he's getting back in Superman shape. He's a uh, perpetually jacked man. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a couple months. He could have a couple cheat days in there. A couple, a couple <laughs> extra donuts or something. So the other movie they could drop at San Diego Comic-Con is The Flash being you know, officially confirmed and a date. Uh, The rumor right now is to debut this movie in 2020 from co-writer-director John Francis Daly. Um, I think a tweet, they said, when's his next movie? And the only movie he has on his schedule is The Flash. So um, there are two dates in 2020 that The Flash could be that the DC currently has locked down. They could always add more. But it's February 14th or June 5th. It's, It's
1: crazy to imagine how long Henry Cavill and Ezra Miller could be benched for. I mean, it's cool. And I hope all of these movies get made, and I hope they're all awesome. But, I mean, like, these are huge movies that really kind of um, dictate how famous and popular and um, successful some of these actors are going to be. And they just have to kind of, like, check out and go do other movies for a couple years. And it's kind of – it must be annoying for them trying to um, – predict like the next decade of their life knowing like how when is my flash movie going to get made i gotta do things you know i gotta go make movies so it it sounds like warner brothers has a ton of things that they could show up to comic-con with though
0: it's right and the last thing i think they will show up with is probably information on the batman oh yeah i don't think they're gonna bring anything to the table about but this is again more speculation on this batman movie it's driving me nuts every time it changes (laughs) no matter which way the wind's blowing it's different news so the Batman movie will be set in the past featuring a younger Batman. Uh-uh. The option is they can reboot it if they want or decide if they're going to keep it. Like they could, be like, oh, well this was the past. We don't have to use this character again. Uh-huh. Or we can bring him forward and tie it into everything and get rid of Ben Affleck if they want to. Kind of keeps their options open. Uh, but they want to treat the Batman as a standalone franchise again because the past 20 years 25 years were dictated by Batman movies mostly like for the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think they're probably looking at the Batman as being their, their big money maker again. If, uh, if, you know, but I think Wonder Woman's probably their better choice right now.
1: Yeah. I, Wonder Woman's really going to be the thing that dictates all these movies moving forward because it's the only good movie that they've been making. But yeah, what do you even, what do you do with Batman? It seems like Ben Affleck's really not, um, that engaged in being Batman anymore. um, it seems like he doesn't like being a part of these movies that aren't very good uh i feel like the best way to fix that ben affleck would be direct and write your own movie because you can do that very very well but i guess he doesn't have the time or patience for any of that so seems like going back in the past and doing a younger batman might be your only chance so i guess we are to assume that they would try to cast somebody that kind of looks like a younger ben affleck Or do you not have to because they cast Ben Affleck because he kind of looks like Bruce Wayne? So if you cast someone that looks like a younger Bruce Wayne, you should just assume it kind of looks like an older Ben Affleck. I don't really know. But we know the comic series, the year one comic series, are really popular. So this could be the Batman year one movie.
0: It it could be. Or, I mean... The worst case scenario here is that they're actually thinking about tying it into the Walking Phoenix Joker movie. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so I think this movie is actually happening. This movie is like mostly pre-production, mostly done. The Batman only has act one turned into the, the studio right now, which is usually not a good sign if it's that <laughs> far behind. Not a whole movie. No, not even. like It's like 10 pages of a movie maybe. Um, but with the Walking Phoenix-led film, in the the Batman could have that option to be in the same universe if they want it to be. Um, this is still very early conversations, but it, it it still is it is an option. At the end of the day, that they could they could do it. They may not do it. I mean, would you want to see this? The bat if if it does tie it in, that would probably put the Batman in a different un- in the Joker in a different universe with titles called just the. I think that would be interesting.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe. I mean, I love Joaquin but, Phoenix, but I just the, – there's just a desire in me to just have a unified, cognitive DC universe that it doesn't seem like is going to happen. It sounds like it, I'm I'm going to be like in my 50s or 60s until everything gets rebooted and they, and they make like a nice, uh, cohesive universe.
0: What if they set these universes apart and then in five, ten years, once they – earn some trust back in some good movies they do uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths and bring them all together
1: well I mean that'd be crazy but then I have to wait 5 or 10 years (laughs) I want want good movies now
0: but no I'm just saying like those are the good movies leading up to that like they've been doing good movies until that point like Avengers did like Mm -hmm. Avengers 3 I mean the first Avengers ended with them you'll be like hey we're gonna introduce Thanos Avengers 3 is when we finally get Thanos so you know I don't want. I don't care about Darkseid. Darkseid's Side's just going to be like another kind of Thanos. So, like, what if they like their goal was get to these crises on Infinite Earths where they can merge everything into one universe? I mean, that and would be
1: forward. that would be pretty insane. I mean, that would be like the equivalent of like Marvel making like uh, secret like War. like making secret wars like by saying, "Well, I didn't even think about this." This this kind of <laughs> brings me back around the Marvel. Like, what if they introduced they introduced X Men in the Fantastic Four? But they interviewed them almost in the ultimate universe, and then there was, like, some sort of Secret War event. I mean, that might be a little bit too high level uh, outside of a comic book, but, I mean, DC, what options do you have left? You might have to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, if, as long as we get good movies leading to that point, I think we're fine. Huh. I mean, that's what we want. Like, that's what you said. So that could be a way to bring them together into that cohesive universe at the end of the day. The Walking Dead is our last bit of news here, and only because this was a huge deal everywhere. And I'm kind of interested to see how they do it. But uh, season nine will see the return of John Bernthal as Shane, who was killed in season two. Yeah. Um, you think it's flashbacks? You think? It, it, I mean, Rick. Rick, the character who plays Rick, is supposed to be gone halfway through the season, or only in half of it could be flashbacks to that could be I think it
1: has something. to be either flashbacks or a vision or a dream or something like that cuz Robert Kirkman's been pretty uh adamant uh about really not developing the uh the plot of how zombies are made or are reborn or anything it's just all about they're just kind of like the chaotic neutral out there in the world just uh messing things up for the human so yeah, any sort of like avenue where like oh well he was a zombie but then he got shot and then what he was rotting in a field and someone came along and brought him back to life and cleaned him up and then he's John Burnthog I don't think that's possibly going to happen that'd be way, way too weird <laughs>
0: the the show is off the rails already mike i don't know what you're talking about like, i don't yeah i don't think they'll zombie him up or, or bring him back to life i mean maybe he's, maybe he's got a twin brother that's what it is it's a twin brother scenario
1: i i think it's just that he's more famous now so bring him back. And then also if Rick is supposed to be leaving, I mean, his character was really tied to Rick in those first two seasons. So I'm really curious how they write Rick out of the show. Is he going to die? Um, is he just going to walk off into the sunset? Uh, I don't really know what's going on there. So I, I've, we've in this household have kind of checked out of the walking dead. Uh, we haven't even finished the last season yet. Um, I, it's just not our, it's just not our show anymore, unfortunately. So, I don't really care is the, is the short answer.
0: <laughs> well, I, you always said it was your guilty pleasure show, and that's why I, I was putting this in here, Mike. I put it in here for you. Oh, well, it doesn't even sound like that's even a thing yeah. anymore. So Nope. <laughs> um, the only thing I can think of seen is uh, Rick, if he maybe stays behind at some sort of like, hey, we've got a good thing going here. I'm just going to stay here and tend to these people and not worry about the journey forward. And then that leaves it open for him to come back for certain episodes later if they ever needed yeah. him to. Yeah, it could but, be like I mean,
1: Deus, Deus Ex Rick. He just shows up in the middle of, like, season 12, save somebody with, like, an axe or something.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, when he started, it was it was like, oh, it's that guy from um, Love Actually, and he's going to play a zomb- leader of a zombie survivor thing? Like, I don't see this, but it, it's worked out for him well so far. That's our news for the week, Mike. We tied it up here in a nice little bow. All right. Very, very nice and very done. Thank you. But if people want to know what you're up to and what you're doing, where can they find you at?
1: Well they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to see what up see what you're up to, see if you can keep your mind right without going crazy remodeling your kitchen. Where can they find you?
0: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or you can head over to Instagram, Valdan87, or head over to Comic UI. Uh, if people want to subscribe and maybe listen to the eventual Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom show or anything else that we do, Mike, where can people find us at?
1: There you go, Chris. Plugging it up at the end of the show. Yeah. As always, please visit slate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to see our show notes so if you want to check out all the things we talked about if you want a link to Jamie Chung's IMDB page the possible Cindy Moon uh, Silk character from Spider-Man we got that link in our show notes so you can get that at superhero slate.com. you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and follow us on Instagram and you can get merch at superhero slash store and actually I would love to know if anybody listens to the podcast through one of those uh, robots that are invading our home like alexa or uh the home pod or the google home because i think you can talk to it and say like play superhero slate on itunes or Ooh. i think if we're on tune in I, I think you could probably do it on tune in too so
0: yeah Siri siri will do it for yeah. me yeah
1: if we so. if we were coming out of a robot right now i would love to know that so uh let us know you can contact us and reach us uh, through our social media accounts there um if you're a fan of the show, uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, we'd love uh, reviews on iTunes from you. We would like comments on our YouTube channel. If you if you like watching there, any any way you like to reach out to us, we love we love hearing from you. And if you're a super fan of the show, if you like being a, a super fan, if, you, if 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 that uh, if that moniker gets you up in the morning, uh, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And make sure you're subscribed, and maybe you'll get a Jurassic uh, World 2 spoiler cast at some point in time but chris has got to go see it. he's a busy man
0: i am i've got to go make sure my kitchen's all in one piece so we can stop eating out and like start cooking again because that gets old man i gets real old so all right well i guess we'll catch you guys next week all right adios
1: thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe everybody needs to try shower cheese string cheese in the shower will change your life okay get out of here